what is the Reformation? What were indulgences? And how was the Reformation an issue of pastoral care? Join us today as I interview Reverend Randy Golter. We'll discuss the Reformation and its relevance for Christians today. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Reverend Randy Golter, my guest today, serves as a special assistant to the president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. Prior to taking this position, he was the executive director of the Office of International Missions and president of the LCMS Rocky Mountain District. Thanks, Reverend Golter, for being my guest today. Thank you. Well, we want to talk about the Reformation today, and some of our listeners may know a lot about it, and some of them may not know much at all. So let's maybe begin with a little bit of a summary. What is the Reformation? And then we'll get into some of the details. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, what's coming to, to, to the mind of people, and they'll, they'll hear about this, is that in 2017 is the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, which takes people back to 1517 when there was an, a, a Roman Catholic monk who was struggling with his conscience, and it wasn't quiet. And no matter what he did, he couldn't quiet his conscience. And with his wrestling with Scripture, he came to an understanding that it wasn't by his efforts but by God's work. It was God's vocation to save him, not his vocation to save himself. Mm-hmm. And and that started a big discussion, and it changed the world, frankly. It did. It changed the world. Uh, big changes in the body of Christ since the 1500s when so this happened. So proliferation of different Christian views, uh, Christian views on baptism, the Lord's Supper, I mean, lots of things. Mm-hmm. How do you view Scripture? And so uh, uh, this continues today, actually, these divisions, you know, sad, sad, sad to be the case. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we always need a reformation in our heart mm-hmm. because uh, as I do this program, I hear lots of Christians, they claim Christ as their Savior, who think they're going to heaven because of their good works. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of at the core of what Martin Luther was working uh, to to share and help people understand that um, it isn't, as you just said, it isn't our works. It is totally Christ. It's all about Christ. And I know, Kay, we've talked before about the fundamental uh, uh, issue of the Reformation is pastoral care, and we can get into that. I've been thinking here the last few days about you can also say the fundamental issue is vocation. Hmm. What is God's vocation and what is our vocation? And that, according to the Scriptures, and when you look at the Scriptures, uh, God's vocation is to save sinners, uh, and that's that's the best, and and he it's his it's his glory to do it himself, and so this was also a fundamental issue of the of the Reformation. Is it is it is it God alone, His vocation to save by by His own way and doing, or is it also the uh, man and woman's vocation to help God in His vocation, and that's the big. You know, stink, you might say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's go back and, and learn a little bit more about Martin Luther. 
Uh, you, you mentioned that he was a Roman Catholic monk. Uh, why was he wrestling with Scripture? You, you mentioned that. Well, what he, was the core issue that, that was uh, difficult for him to understand? He was a professor at a very young university, University of Wittenberg, that was established in 1502. He became a professor there, so he was teaching Scripture, a doctor of theology. But he became a, a professor there in 1508, 1509. So he was teaching Scripture. At the same time, he was wrestling with his own conscience of how could his conscience be quiet? How, or how could a man stand before a holy God? And one of the significant verses when he was teaching the Psalms was Psalm 71, 2, when he saw, in your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. And there was an understanding during Luther's time that when you saw righteousness or read righteousness in the Bible, God exercised his, exercised his righteousness as a holy God by damning you if you weren't holy enough. As opposed to what Luther finally understood, it wasn't by his righteousness, a personal righteousness, and then God didn't exercise his righteousness because you weren't righteous. God exercised his righteousness by damning his son. In other words, it's a saving righteousness, not a damning righteousness. So God, this is what's so unbelievable about Christianity. That's opposite of all the other religions of the world. God shows that he's righteous by actually saving sinners and placing their unrighteousness upon the righteous one on the cross of Calvary. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbel- as opposed to a God who sets back and says, okay, all you men and women, let's see how good you can do in your efforts. Let's see if you can climb the ladder and come to me. God condescends down the ladder in the incarnation of his son yeah. and becomes the, re- the uh, he becomes the adulterer. He becomes the slanderer. He becomes the murderer. Uh, and we become saints or declare to be saints. Yeah. So Jesus took all of our sins upon himself and we take his righteousness for us. Yeah. That's how we can be righteous. So I suppose we could say that if we do it in school language, he had all A pluses and we had F minuses. And what God exercises his righteousness by giving his son F minus and giving us A plus. He declares it to be so. In other words, this is how he views us. So it's not how you view yourself. Your personal opinion does not have the final say-so. It's God's verdict on the cross mm-hmm. and the resurrection. Yeah. So Martin Luther eventually understood the righteous shall live by faith. Yeah, um, and when you say faith, uh, faith equals Jesus mm. because faith needs a direct object to which to cling. So it's not faith looking inward because I don't want to have faith in Randy Golter. <laughs> no. it's, it's a directive faith. It's, it's directed toward the promise that hung on the cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So as he struggled with that uh, and eventually came to understand that it was God 
through Jesus Christ that had saved him, and, and that that is how he was righteous. Uh, what else was happening in the, uh, the church that uh, was upsetting to him? Yeah, it was very interesting. The, the, there were some preachers going around, priests, who were preaching that, you, that were buying what they call an indulgence, that you could get even full pardon for your sin. And Luther was a parish pastor also besides a professor. And so his love for God's people drove him. And when he was preaching that Christ alone was the Savior, but he saw his parishioners could go and, and, and purchase forgiveness, what good, you know, then Christ was clouded over. And you know how there, our old sinful nature is. You know, well, if you can just go and purchase a piece of paper, just you know, and, per, and purchase the forgiveness, uh, forgiveness of your sins, why not do that? And you don't have to repent. <laughs> just purchase a piece of paper. And so it was a pastoral care concern. And you know, we get into that a little bit. And so he writes on the very day that he he posted the ninety-five statements or theses on the door of the Wittenberg Church. He also wrote a letter to uh, Cardinal Albert of Mainz, who was the the ruling bishop in that area. And it's a very deferential letter. Actually, actually we have the letter. Really? Uh, it, it's in Sweden, I think is what I read. Mm-hmm. And and he says, oh, most holy, this is a rough paraphrase, mm-hmm. oh, most holy father, I'm the most least of all men to be writing to you. And that's true in a sense, just a young professor. But then he talks about these preachers going around talking about selling an, an indulgences and people being able to buy buy the forgiveness of their sins. And he said, this should not be so. He said, and, and then this is a rough paraphrase too, but the first duty of a priest is to preach the love of Christ. So there you have the gospel. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to the people doing something themselves to cleanse their conscience, the preacher and the you know the priest is to point to the the Lamb of God who was slain for the sins of the world. Um, so that and then that letter though only had just the ninety five theses as just an attachment mm-hmm. because the ninety five theses were really meant for a scholarly debate. Among the 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 scholars, mm. and not it was written. They were written in Latin, and uh, and basically, uh, uh, Albert, uh, dear Bishop, you know, here's here's you might want to take a look at these. Was so they 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 weren't the main thing. Mm-hmm. The ninety five theses weren't. They the weren't main the main thing. thing. Not oh. not in his letter to the to the cardinal. Oh which is quite astounding. But once the people got a hold of these, translated into German, they were throughout the country in two weeks. Because at that time, the printing press was brand new. It was. The media, social media of the 1500s. It really was. Was brand new. Interesting. So uh, we said pastoral care issue, a vocation issue. What's God's vocation as opposed to ours? Uh, and it involves a preaching issue. What's the proper preaching? You know, proper preaching is to is to well look at John the Baptist. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away you know the sin of the world, mm-hmm. pointing to God's 
God's way of saving sinners, the, the bloody lamb. Absolutely. So that uh, is a little bit of a summary of the Reformation as it began, but so much more happened. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about what happened, especially as it relates to pastoral care. I mean, Martin Luther never planned on leaving the Roman Catholic Church. That wasn't his plan at that point. It wasn't his desire. Mm -hmm. He was attempting to correct something that was basically affecting his flock Mm -hmm. and all of God's flock. So it was a pastoral care issue, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he was not intending for any of this to happen. Yeah. You know, then later on when people started reading Luther and they started saying, we agree with Luther's understanding of the scriptures— and then Luther even began to have visitation of what the priest knew. And that's, that's – in 1529 is when he wrote the large catechism for the, for the priests to teach them the basics of the Christian faith. And then the small catechism in 1529 also for the head of the family to teach the children, the household, on the, on the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, baptism, the Lord's Supper. Okay. Well, we're going to, I'm going to make a few announcements and then we'll come back and learn more about the Reformation and how it's, how it's relevant to us today as Christians. Family Shield airs its weekly radio program on 52 stations throughout the United States. We also have an archive page on our website where you can hear our past programs. And we give away a complimentary booklet or resource each week. This week, we're giving away A Treasure Revealed, Martin Luther and the Events of the Reformation. To receive the booklet at no charge, call the Family Shield Response Center at 1-877-250-8416, or you can just email us at witness2family at gmail.com. That's witness2family at gmail.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to the Thrivent website, www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice, or call them 1-800-847-4836. Family Shield Ministries recently launched a 40-day We Raise crowdfunding project that will help us raise the funds needed to pay for the radio program production and our follow-up services. To learn more or give a gift, go to our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. Then go to the lower left-hand side. That's where you'll find the We Raise project. There's a three-minute video and other information there. Please note that all donations must be given online for that We Raise project. Now I want to go back to my guest, Reverend Randy Golther, and we're talking about the Reformation, but you just launched a new web Reformation website. So tell our listeners a little bit about what's there and where they can uh, learn more. Yeah, thank you. Uh, today is the launch of the public, public launch of the LutheranReformation.org website, which gives uh, theology uh, – of Lutheran theology, biblical theology. It gives history. There's uh, 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 maps. There's going to be material for children, 
for uh, uh, school ministries. Um, the summer of 2016, there's going to be a uh, two-hour uh, two documentary Luther uh, on on Luther. Hmm. Um, just lots of things. There's an introductory video by President Harrison that people can see today that gives the significance and the re- relevance of the Reformation. So we're very excited about that. And then also from this site, there'll be you can go to to the Concordia. Seminary St. Louis and Concordia Theological Seminary Fort Wayne and go to their websites, Lutheran Hour Ministries. Uh, so it, it's somewhat of a collecting site, but yeah. then also a dispersal site as well. Wonderful. That's great. Well, um, we will also add that website to our recommended links on our website, um, a place that people can find lots of different resources. And uh, that way, if they forgot what it was, it, it will be on our Family Shields website recommended links. Pretty easy to find and helps I for, people. I forgot to mention, too, that we're pretty excited about this. We're working with Concordia Historical Institute, and they're producing for us 25 uh, faces of the Reformation. So there will be 25 bulletin inserts once a month for the next 25 months on like Melanchthon or Luther or Katie mm. uh, uh, Luther uh, with Bible studies. And then we're working with KFUO to have uh, them interview experts on each of those individuals. So it'll be very easy for pastors and teachers and to download these these materials. They're all free. Mm, that's wonderful. And do a, you know once a month Bible study for the next 25 months. It'll be quite spectacular, I think. That's great. And again, because the 500-year anniversary is coming up in 2017, 2017. that's kind of the push. But I, but I want to just have you talk to our non-Lutheran radio listeners because this Reformation should be important for all Christians. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit to, uh, about why to our listeners. There are... Ongoing similarities, such as the days are evil, as Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5. We still have a sinful nature. We still have a conscience. We still have a conscience that bothers us. We still have a holy God who requires holiness at perfection in order to get into heaven. Um. We still have a plethora of religions out there who teach many bewitching theologies on how to get to a better place, and all of them outside of Christianity teach that you got to do something in order to somehow appease a higher or holier power. Um, and so these are still constants. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the days of the Reformation. And the question is, uh, how can a man be justified before a holy God? Is, is, does God save you alone? Or do you have to do something to help God save you? Mm-hmm. And so the question is still the same. I turn uh, very often to Romans 4 or 5, where Paul says, God justifies the ungodly. Mm. So he doesn't say God justifies the good people or God justifies the Christians 
or God justifies, you know, no, the ungodly. So the descriptors in the Bible before our conversion that were blind, were dead, and were enemies of God, were ungodly. And it and only only God can save us. That's how that's how sinful we are. So if if people are honest with themselves today, the harder they try, they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when all the props are stripped away, there's only Jesus. Yeah. And that's why our theme is it's still all about Jesus. I like that. And it's not Jesus' as example. It's Jesus as Savior, yes. as the slain lamb. Oh, that's fantastic. It's all about – it's still all still. about Jesus. I President Harrison put that yeah, word still I in there, that. and I think it's spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Well, um, Martin Luther talked about grace alone, faith alone, Scripture alone. And uh, just to touch on why and, – and some people might say, how can it be grace alone – Faith alone and Scripture alone—that's three alones. <laughs> but uh, uh, why? Why are those important? This is, you know, God doesn't because God put those puts those alones there. Uh, this singularly or singularly, this is where He has placed His wisdom on how He saves us. So you know, He's not told us to go and hold a piece of straw and somehow maybe put it in our mouth and somehow we get this power to be saved ourselves or no in the in his divine wisdom and he's a speaking god he locates his saving speech through his word and so the written word and the spoken word is the alone way in which god does his vocation of saving and in that, in his word, it, it is by his divine favor he chooses to save us freely apart from us. So by faith, and, and we receive this gift by faith. And faith is not, is not an entity that receives its power from anything else except God's word. Mm-hmm. So faith lives and survives it's basically trust, which even which is Holy Spirit created. It's a trust that only exists by the power of the Holy Spirit through the Word. Mm-hmm. So the Word alone, faith alone, and it's only by God's grace alone. Those three. Yeah. So in today's world, as we look at the Word, <laughs> we find lots of people around us that are throwing out Parts of the Bible, um, and uh, it's been it's a challenging time. I think our our country, the United States, is much more in line with what it might have been like during Jesus' time than uh, what we had years ago, where uh, Christians were uh, all believing God's word. What do you have to share about that? Yeah, the- I, I look to six uh, John six sixty three, the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Jesus is still preaching today. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's invisibly he's he's present, but invisibly present, and he's sending preachers around the world equipped with the scriptures to preach life in, into people's dead hearts. 
Yeah. I mean, that is the Reformation ongoing today. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the Reformation ongoing. Absolutely. Some of our listeners are not going to be Christians. So let's just talk about the law and gospel a little bit more. We've already done that. But just uh, for those listeners that might have accidentally tuned in and were just interested in history but haven't uh, faith in Christ, tell them why they need a Savior. Well, if if you are listening, it's not by accident. So bend your ears, and this is God speaking to you and that he loves you dearly. And the verse that almost every Christian knows is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, see it doesn't mention works there, but whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then, you know, the verses right after that are significant too. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. This is not God's desire, but it will happen to those who don't believe. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So the only reason why the world still exists, okay, because God loves people. He dearly loves them. But there is... But Peter writes in Second Peter, and this is a rough paraphrase, don't be fooled, his long-suffering and patience will come to an end. And, there, and there's been warning signs such as Noah's flood and other things. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't, don't be fooled. Uh, you can't get away with your evil deeds. Right. God will hold you accountable. Either he holds your evil deeds accountable and puts them on Jesus – or else they're upon you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I hope that those listeners that just accidentally were tuning in to learn about some history, take that the, your words to heart, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him has has eternal life. Well, my guest has been Reverend Randy Golter. He is the special assistant to the president of the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate. And uh, we're so thankful that you've been listening today. Again, I want to mention that we're giving away the booklet, A Treasure Revealed, Martin Luther and the Events of the Reformation. You can receive that booklet at no charge by calling the Response Center, one 877 416 or just email us your information at witness to family at gmail.com. And also don't forget to check out our We Raise project that you can find on our homepage, www.familyshieldministries.com. Again, uh, we've been talking about the Reformation. I want to mention that website again. That's lutheranreformation.org. And remember, we'll put it on our recommended links. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield, and we're so glad you've been listening. And uh, tune in again next week. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.